Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. 21 after 6, good morning. In the Middle East, at least 700 Israelis and 400 Palestinians have been killed after Hamas militants moved into Israel and started attacking people, killing many, taking others hostage by using force to take them back into the Gaza Strip. Israel has responded by attacking the homes of Palestinians who cannot leave Gaza. It's also cutting supplies of electricity, fuel and goods to the area. The attack started on Saturday when, as I understand it, Palestinians were able to get through the border into Israel while also using rocket attacks. It's a very complicated picture and it's moving very quickly. Zenat Adams is the Deputy Executive Director at the Afro-Middle East Centre. Zenat, good morning. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Stephen. We know, I think that what we're looking at is just a colossal failure I, if, of intelligence. Okay, if I may, if I may just ask a question first, and we'll get to that. So we know the incredibly hard conditions the Palestinians are forced to live under. Human Rights Watch once caused Gaza the world's largest open-air prison. And this gets, I suppose, to what you wanted to say. Was there any sign that Israel could be attacked in this way? I don't think that they were prepared at all. I think that they were relying on uh, the barriers that they have created around Gaza over the years. Gaza has been besieged from uh, about 16 years now with all of the closures, air, sea, land blockade. Um, They've been besieged. uh, And this was the reliance that uh, the Israeli Defense Force had. Uh, There was no expectation of... uh, an attack coming from Gaza in the in the way that it uh, took place. And I think that really, as I was saying, it really has been an absolute failure um, by the IDF, the military and Shin Bet, uh, the intelligence to not have had even an inclination that this was going to take place. The response of the Israelis, so their Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that they will seek, and he used, I mean, to me it sounds a very biblical phrase, mighty vengeance. What does that mean? Are we going to see a long conflict here, a long period of violence back and forth? I think we're certainly going to see a very ferocious response, and we already are witnessing that. Um, Last night, there was the use of white phosphorus and incendiary bombings uh, onto Gaza. There's been uh, indiscriminate bombings um, and even targeted bombings on schools, hospitals, uh, residential complexes. But this is not something new. Um, What we may be looking at in the next coming days is a possibility of a land invasion and a ground invasion by the Israeli Defense Force which could escalate things quite significantly. Um, I intend to ask this question probably of everyone we speak to, but in the past, uh, it's always been uh, more Palestinians killed than Israelis, or certainly that's my understanding. This is something different. Uh, It's the other way around, at least for the moment. It's been attacks inside Israel on a scale, I think, larger than we've ever seen before. Does this change this conflict in some fundamental way? I think that we certainly are seeing something that is what most uh, people have called unprecedented. Um, the uh, attacks have been very targeted on military outposts that uh, border the Gaza region. Um, and uh, this has made a significant difference, but also the barrier between uh, Gaza and the 1948 territories uh, has been broken. And that's the first time this has taken place um, with people from Palestine who originally were displaced through the Nakba and uh, remembering that besides being an open-air prison, it is a massive refugee camp for people who generations over uh, eight decades who have been living in this refugee camp from uh, having been displaced, many from the settlements uh, around the Gaza area. 
Um, so, yes, we are going to be seeing some significant change in terms of the tactics, in terms of the thinking around this. Uh, but remembering that Palestine is uh, not just Gaza. Um, and what we have witnessed in the last two days is that there have been Israeli incursions or additional incursions into areas like Janine, Hawara, Nablus, Hebron, all in the West Bank. Um, and that may escalate even further. As uh, Netanyahu has indicated, they are at war now. And that war doesn't really concentrate only in the Gaza Strip. The Middle East peace process, I mean, I don't know if such a thing really exists because it's been stored for so long. But Palestinians have also been, as I understand it, uh, left isolated. Other Arab countries that supported them have started to do diplomatic deals with Israel, brokered by the U.S., is there any way to have any kind of peace negotiation, peace talk, uh, peace discussion behind the scenes to try and find some ways to resolve all of this? Or is what you're saying a longer term, perhaps more vicious conflict, just inevitable? I think in the words of Palestinian Hassan Kanafane, any peace talks right now is capitulation. Uh, it's It's not going to really achieve much because... Uh, the Palestinians have really been dehumanized. They've been under this racial apartheid domination of settler colonialism, uh, where Israel has been allowed to breach international law without any consequences at all. Uh, the world has not held Israel to account for the ethnic cleansing. They have not held Israel to account for the war crimes and the crimes against humanity. And until that happens, there is no possibility of really tangible peace talks. There is a scurry of diplomatic activity that we're witnessing behind the scenes right now. Um, uh, U.S. Uh, 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 Foreign Secretary Blinken was going to be taking a regional tour anyway, uh, but this has been um, increased in terms in terms of the talks with Jordan, with uh, Egypt, uh, probably with Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and other uh, people, other leaders in the region. Um, but I don't foresee this having uh, an immediate, uh, real, tangible peace deal. Uh, on the table, especially with the bids for normalization, as you've indicated, uh, with numerous countries. But remembering mm. that normalization is with the leaders and not necessarily mm. uh, agreed upon by the people on the ground as well. Zenith Adams, thank you. Deputy Executive Director at the Afro Middle East Center.